Hello and welcome to the NFL Preview Show powered by Odds Checker. I'm Tom Julian, this is Ben McClymont, and as ever, we're joined by Jeff Rival. Jeff, I thought we were about to lose you then. I just had a blackout, it scared the life out of me. But it's all okay. He's <laughs> still there. He's still there. How are you doing, Jeff? You okay? I'm doing great, guys. You will never lose me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I can uh, I can hang my hat on. That's great news. Jeff, it was another big week in the NFL. I feel like we say that then every week. Uh, but it was bigger for uh, one person than anybody else then. Drew Brees. He sets another record, uh, Jeff. He said he set the uh, career passing record. Goes over 71,940 yards. That was Peyton Manning's uh, record. And Jeff... Uh, Drew Brees smashes it. He smashes it and he's, he's just a legend, isn't he? Uh, there's no question. I mean, you know, the thing that I love about Drew Brees is here's a kid from Austin, Texas. As an under six foot quarterback, really wasn't recruited very highly out of high school. Had to go to Purdue all the way up to Indiana to get an opportunity to be a Division One quarterback. In 2008, when we played in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, we used the Saints facility as our practice field. And so the Saints would finish practice and then we would come on. And every day, now, at this point, Drew Brees is already an established NFL star, but every day at the end of practice, he would stay and throw individual routes to receivers and work on his footwork and mechanics. And you could really see, you know, at that time, even though he was too small really to play the position by both the standards that the NFL wants, his just desire and work ethic, all of those were so off the charts that he's been able to throw more yards than anybody in the history of the game. And I thought it was really pointed when he talked to his son on the sideline. He said, See, if you work anything, you can drink. And that's really the story of the yeah, definitely. And you look at his stats as well. So 499 touchdowns, he's yeah. nearly at 500, which is only Manning, Brady and Favre are at. But it's his consistency that does this. 12, 4,000 passing yard teams in a row. This season he's thrown eight, no, what's he thrown? He hasn't done an interception this year, and last year he threw eight interceptions. Is he getting better? Like, he doesn't stop this man. Is he still in his prime? Can we say no. that? No, but yeah, I think what's really amazing about that is the fact that here's a guy that had you know, had major, major shoulder reconstructive surgery and to the point where the Chargers kind of gave up on him and the Dolphins brought him in for a physical and said, too risky. I think the, his marriage with the Saints and, you know, Sean Payton's offense, they, they really are on the same page. You can see it every game. And, and it's just a, like a perfect spot for him. Yeah. Totally. 18 NFL seasons, Ben. He's having a lovely time. But as you say, one, one, more, uh, one more touchdown and he joins the 500. Uh, Jeff, you, if you if you fancy a little flutter on, on the perfect Drew Brees season, he's 14-1 to 1 to be Super Bowl MVP. Do you see the Saints going all the way? I, you know what, again, I think the Saints are making strides. I mean, the thing I, don't, the thing I don't like about the Saints is, you know, with the exception of Cam Jordan, they really don't have a great pass rusher. I mean, it really takes two pass rushers, great pass rushers now in the NFL. And their secondary gives up an awful lot of big plays. So I think offensively, when you looked at, you know, Camara and they got weapons now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you get your other running back healthy. And now there's so many ways they can beat you. They've got 
quality wide receivers and depth at wide receiver. Offensive line is playing extremely well. Run the ball. They can do everything that you need to do. I just don't think defensively are good enough. They're going to have to score people soon. Yeah, and it raises an interesting question now, doesn't it? We're nearly a third of the way through the season, and we're saying that Saints are one of the best teams. But I think there's two teams who are outstanding at this moment. So we've got the Chiefs and the Rams, both five now at the moment. Who do you see as the at the moment the powerhouse? Who's the better team out of the Chiefs and the Rams, or is there a third team? Well, you know, it's really it's amazing uh, Ben that these two teams are so very similar. When you look at offensively, they've both got great young quarterbacks. They've got speed at receiver. They've got, you know, offensive lines are playing well. I think Kansas City's going to take a little hit that Super uh, Tardif uh, got hurt, and that's going to, you know, that's that's going to affect them. I think he's really a quality offensive line. It's hard to replace offensive linemen during the year. The thing that impressed me about the Chiefs win last weekend over Jacksonville was. That the Chiefs defense came up with turnovers. They intercepted way more, more time. Uh, that's been a big question. Chiefs, is their defense going to be good enough? On the other, on the other hand, you know, everybody anticipated that the Rams defense would be lights out, and they had to, you know, they, they went up to Seattle and had to squeak one out last week in, in, against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks ran the ball extremely well against. Them. So, I, I think both of those teams are the two best. In football, but both of them, uh, again, in some cases because of injury, <clears throat> have questions that, you know, become certainly not invincible. Yeah, you, you touched on it there, Jeff. The Chiefs have beat the Jags and the Packers already this mm-hmm. season, and now they travel to Foxborough this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. The Rams beat the Vikings, and also, as you say, the Saints 33 31 this weekend, Jeff. Um, but sometimes you've got to squeak those wins. I mean, that's, that's the that's the sign between a good team and a great team. You know, you come up against some tough teams, but you have that little edge, and that just gets you through. And a little bit of luck sometimes. Well, again, it does take luck. You got to stay healthy and all those things. You know, you look at the you look at the Rams, Sandy, actually Seattle game. That was a trap game. That that has a trap written all over it because Rams had come off of some really big wins early in the season. They had traveled to Seattle. It was cold and wet. Uh, you know, all the things that, you know, make, make it hard to play in Seattle. The 12, their crowd is unbelievable. So for them to go up there and find out up there against a really scrappy Seahawks team, I think it speaks an awful lot of the Rams here. Yeah, so Tom, put your mind where you mouth is. If, the, if, if it was the Super Bowl tomorrow, Chiefs be the Rams, who would you take? The Chiefs be the Rams? I would take the Rams because I think, again, they're a more balanced team. They have. You know, both teams, the, the other thing that many is that, you know, both of these teams are two of the best special teams teams in the NFL. The Rams have outstanding returners, uh, you know, Tariq Hill, with, they got, they got all kinds of guys. The Chiefs. And you look at the other side of the coin, and the Rams are an outstanding front block. So, you know, both of these teams are really, really good in every phase. I just think the Rams have a fight edge because and Dominic Sue, you got Aaron Donald on defense, and again, Sam Shields and others. Yeah, remember the offseason because when the uh, league went down, they you know, didn't have to go to a guy hadn't played Sam Shields, but oh. yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, the uh, the odds checker geniuses agree with you. The Rams are seven to two 
to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs at 17 to 2. Ben, if you, if you fancy that, uh, I, I've got to agree with Jeff though. I think the Rams are just that all-round package right now. Even though they've lost uh, players in the secondary, they've replaced well and they just look just look like a quality outfit, don't they? Yeah, I think I think they're sitting on the defense. I mean, we're waiting for it to blow up. They've got a few injuries in the secondary, big injuries as well, Chiefs and to, and to leave. So I think we're sitting on them to really burst through. Yeah. Well, let's go from the best teams in the NFL to perhaps the best. Worst teams in the NFL, Jeff. Uh, I want to look at some of the teams with a losing record at the moment, and I just want to want to pick your brains, uh, Jeff, and, and, and see whether you think any of these guys have got a chance to to still make it. So these are the losing teams right now in the AFC. You got the Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, Denver Broncos, Oakland Raiders. Uh, Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. I feel like we've done six weeks of these, Jeff, and I haven't heard the Raiders. That's not the excitement yet uh, that I need from you. So those are the AFC teams, and in the NFC, the uh, San Francisco Gi- uh, 49ers, New York Giants, the uh, Detroit Lions, and the Atlanta Falcons. Jeff, who's the best losing team right now? Well, you know, again, I would love to say the best team. I can't. This early in the season, I think you'll get a chance to see them this weekend in, in England. But uh, the team, to me, Tommy, that, that uh, I think showed that they have, you know, the ability to, to win big games is the Houston Texans because Watson can make plays, keeps plays alive. He's got a great arm, and I was so impressed with him. Uh, Blue is a, is a better than that running back. I didn't see their position in the offense, but a lot of the ways Watson up that really extends what to get out of trouble. Then defensively, JJ Watt was had a tremendous season. I think Romy was much much more happy. I think does a much better job at defensive court, consistent head coach. Yeah. They've got years on defense, so I think that team plus they're in one of the weak divisions in those in the national. If you were going to get to the playoffs, I would say it was Texans right. Now, Jeff, you've got to remember that the AFC champ, uh, AFC almost champs, Jacksonville Jaguars in that league, so you have a little bit of respect. Right? <laughs> but you know what, Tommy? I, 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 had a, I had a tremendous amount of expectation with yeah, Jacksonville, yeah. but you know, obviously they've had a tough schedule, but they're 3 and 2 right now, and, and uh, you know, I thought last week that they would go in and just really, really played well in Kansas City and, and it didn't work out that way. It went the other way. I mean, Bortles threw for 400 yards. They couldn't run the ball, which I thought they would do. Well, and obviously, you know, that hurt, that's, that takes a chunk out of their running game, but, you know, when you have the offensive line that they have, you've got to be able to pound those Chiefs and keep, keep offense off the field. They didn't do that. They tried to win the game throwing the ball and Bortles threw for 400, but threw four picks, too. Yeah, and talking about expectations, I think there's a couple of teams in the NFC as well who had big expectations going into the season. So we've got the Falcons and the Eagles, and unlike the Texans, especially the Falcons, that defensive unit isn't isn't a strong point. So can you see either of those teams? The Falcons are one and four, and that's a big turnaround. Eagle two and three, I think they're still quite good. Can you see either of those two turning it around? Well, I think that the Eagles have the best chance, and here's the reason why. I think they're in a division again. Where you've got the Redskins, and we saw the warts on the Redskins the other night in the Monday night game against New Orleans. 
You've got the Giants who are struggling right now to score points. And you've got the Cowboys who are in the same boat. You know, their quarterback's struggling. They don't have a number one receiver. So the Eagles, although it's been a rocky start, I think are in the in a, in a division where they can you might win that division, guys, at you know, at nine and seven. I mean that that's that's doable, I think, in that division, which gets you to the playoffs. And with their Super Bowl experience, if they're healthy, you know, who knows what happens once you get to the playoffs. But I think the Eagles are best equipped to come back. The Falcons are just too beat up. That's as good as that offense is. They've lost three really good frontline players on defense, and that, that's just killing Well, if you, fancy, if, if you fancy the Philadelphia Eagles, you okay there, Jeff? <laughs> if, you, uh, if you fancy the uh, NFC East to be won by the Philadelphia Eagles, you can still pick them up at 6-5. to five, So well, that's still pretty good value in yeah. that one. It's a competitive division, but as you say, it's anybody's game still. Jeff, I know we've got to let you go very soon, but I just want to pick your brain because you mentioned it earlier. The Seattle Seahawks at the Oakland Raiders coming to Wembley Stadium. It's the first of the NFL International Series this year, which is always an exciting time for the UK fans. Wembley always sells out. It's going to be a packed crowd again, Ben. And what... Jeff, from, from your point of view, what makes the NFL International Series so special? Well, I think Tommy is as close as you're ever going to get to a Super Bowl uh, atmosphere. You know, when you go to the stadium, and it, was, it totally blew me away last year when I attended my first one of the games. Just the, the sheer number of fans, jerseys from all 32 teams are there. It's, it's the passionate, passionate crowd. You know, it's a, it's really a celebration that everybody waits all year for, and so it's very much like a Super Bowl environment. And so, I think it's it's one of the great thrills that that I've had in in uh, broadcasting certainly with that opportunity to do the the game last year. Now, I think looking ahead to this game, that Seattle is taking the right approach. They're going over to London on Wednesday. And they're going to give their players a little bit more time to kind of acclimate to the time change, to the weather, all the things. And London and Seattle are very close to Cuddle. I think it's, it's a it's an easier, you know, an easier trip for them. The Raiders, on the other hand, are not coming in right. I just don't think that's so I just think that when you come in that late, especially from California to the East Coast and the East Coast to the UK. I, I just think that's too unsettling with your football team. One of the things I've learned over 30 years as a professional football player is that one of the things that is they do not like at all is changes in their routine. So I think this is Bruton talked about it a little bit today. He doesn't he doesn't not he doesn't travel well, he gets pretty open, he's claustrophobia when he's in an airplane for a long time. He's talking about that. Those are, that's the worst kind of message to send <laughs> your team. You start talking about those things, they start thinking about those things, and then what you think becomes your reality. So I think Seattle's approaching this the right standard. The thing is, though, Jeff, it is, it's a California day here today. We've got 23 degrees, so <laughs> that's true. It, might suit, it might suit the Raiders. But one thing to note is last year, Last year we had two. You know what? I, don't don't tell me about the weather over there. <laughs> tell me it's twenty. Just wait a wait an hour and it'll be it'll be thirteen. <laughs> yeah. 
it would be three tomorrow. Very, very, when you come over a deck, it will be a toasty two or three. Yeah. And then last year, we had uh, two blowouts to zip at Wembley. Are we going to get that this year? Or are we going to get a, a, a barnstormer, as Tom likes to say? Well, I, I think it's going to be a better team than people anticipate. Oh, again, the Seahawks, I think, really, really took a step last week. Now, can they can they capitalize on that positive momentum? Now, there are no moral victories in the National Football League, but certainly for them to play as well as they did against the Rams, that offensive line from Paksu and Arnold and those guys and run for the yards that they ran. I think both quarterbacks are outstanding. But both of them are kind of different head spaces right now. I think, you know, look at Russell Wilson, he feels good about all team. Uh, they help the outside of receiver. They've had a couple young receivers, you know, take us up. And you look at David Carr right now, and, and uh, uh, we just you worry about his mental state right now because there's been public critical of him. And offense is struggling. It, it's just, I think the Raiders are really right now in disarray. Maybe uh, a trip across the ocean will be well, get them out of, you know, out of space, get them out of Oakland, get them out of the negative surroundings. Maybe. I'm not sure though, Jeff. I'm, I'm back in Seattle all the way here. You can get uh, Seattle then at minus six. Uh, 11 to 8, and I don't think that's a bad move. I do see this one as a, as a one-sided game. Um, I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be too strong. I think, as Jeff said, they're prepared right. Gruden's not sending the right message to me, um, and I, I just think it's going to be Seattle all the way here. By a touchdown? Uh, by a touchdown, yeah. Okay. I think it'd be quite low score. I think it might be a little bit closer than that. I think the Raiders can stick with them. Under 48 at 10 to 11? Yeah, Yeah. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one more Seattle halftime, oh. Seattle full time. That's a seven to five. I fancy that one as well. I just don't see. Uh, you the don't like Gruden at all. Do I you? don't like Gruden. I don't like what he did in the off season, and they just haven't got it together yet. So seven to five, Seattle halftime, full time for me. Jeff, we've got to let you go. Thank you so much. Good luck. Uh, you, you're going to practice right now. Well, we've got meetings before we go to practice, and uh, you know, I've got a couple of things I got to do. Tommy, we've won three out of four, and we're making a playoff push right now. So, kind of nice. check us out on BT Sport. We'll be playing on Saturday night. Absolutely, uh, good, good stuff. Prime time, Jeff. All right, well, good luck for that. Um, we look forward to seeing you when you're over, as always, um, and we'll catch up with you soon. Good night, Jeff. All right, aloha. Cheers. Uh, thank you again to Jeff Reinvold, Ben. We love chatting with Jeff, and we'll see him, see him very soon as well. Yeah. Aren't we? Well, potentially, unless this playoff run keeps going. That's true. Jeff's got the minus touch, hasn't he? Yeah. He's going to bring it home. Bring it home, Jeff, the Grey Cup. Uh, but the problem with speaking with Jeff so much is that we inevitably run out of time. So we trialled it last week and it seemed to work. So let's try it again. We're going to do five games in five minutes. These are our top picks for, uh, for week six. Ben, they're the games that we fancy the most. We've obviously already talked about the London game a little bit, so we're going to ignore that yeah. one. Are you ready, Ben? Always ready for this. I think you're about to prepare your moustache. Is it the way? I'm not going to Yeah, yeah. All right, smooth that back. And <laughs> producer Tom, you ready to go? All right, three, two, one, let's go at it. Bears at Dolphins, 6 p.m. on Game Pass for you guys. The Bears coming off a bye week, and the Dolphins were 3-0. They've now lost two on the bounce, so they're 3-2. Ben, who do you fancy? Well, Dolphins at home, 6-4 underdogs. Uh, I like the Bears, 3-5 away from home. I think the Bears are going to win. You can get Bears at a winning margin of 1-13 points, and a 6-4, I like that. Ooh. 
Well, it's interesting. If you just, I, I agree with you, Ben, because I think Chicago are strong. They got Khalil Mack, who's been absolutely dominant this season. I can't believe how I knew how good he was, but he's just continued to roll, um, and, and he's absolutely fantastic. I think it's going to be quite a low-scoring game. I think Miami are going to have to run the ball. So under 42 points. That's a five to six. It could be quite a close one, though. So you've got Dolphins halftime, Bears full time at seven to one. I think that's an intriguing little option if you fancy that. Yeah, I think Tom, you might be right there. Dolphins have scored 24 points in the last two games combined, so under is definitely a good bet. Well, there you go. And we've got two seconds left, so take Bears outright at eight to thirteen. All right, let's move on to the next game. And are you ready to go in the corner there? Yes, you are. Uh, the LA Rams at the Denver Broncos. 9.05 on Game Pass. Uh, ben, I'm going to chuck it to you again while I look at my yep. notes. Where's this game going? I used to like the Broncos. I thought they were a really good run. But with the Rams coming in, they're heavy favourites. I've got them at 4-11 against the Broncos. 5-2 at home. I think the, the Rams are going to smash do you? Because there's a little bit of concern with the wide receiver core in Los Angeles. Brandon Cook, Cooper Cup, both picking up yeah. concussions. At this point of recording, we should say we don't know whether they'll be passed fit for uh, for the game on Sunday. So, uh, but Rams are a heavy favourites, aren't they? Seven point favourites at this one, uh, four to eleven outright. Broncos a massive home favourite at five to two. I think that's quite intriguing because the Broncos aren't a bad team. They're not a bad team, but the, the Rams score over thirty points every game. Can't see them being stopped. The Broncos defense is stalling a bit, so the Rams over 31 points at 10 to 11, over 52 and a half at evens, over 56 and a half to 16 to 11. I like both of them. I think it could be quite a run heavy game as well, so I might go on, on the under. Oh! Controversial. Yeah, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I always get scared when the clock runs out. I don't want yeah, to do no, it at this point. Right. Well. Are you ready for the third game by no, three not, and five? I'm not really not, I'm now. Oh, five and five, but three and five doesn't make any sense. Uh, you ready now? Yep, this one, Ravens Titans. That's the one, the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Let's go. That's 9.25 on Sky Sports Action. Ben, both teams are coming off losses. Uh, the Tennessee Titans to the Buffalo Bills, which is That's a bit of a surprise. Game. Yeah, and the Baltimore Ravens uh, lost as well last weekend. So neither on the best form, but I still see the Ravens as favourites. Yeah, Ravens, big favourites. Away from home, 7 to 10. The Tennessee Titans, you thought, on that little run, they're now at home and they're 13 to 10 underdogs. Yeah, uh, underdogs, sorry. That doesn't seem right. Titans are three point underdogs that put on the spread, so that's 9 to 10, you fancy them, but I like the Ravens as well. You get them minus 4 of 13 to 10. Yeah, again, I feel like I'm saying this for all of the games this week, but I see the under on yeah, the points. It's under 41 total points at 10 to 11. I've also fancy running back Alex Collins to, uh, to score a touchdown any time. No, I don't like it because Javarius Allen takes all these picks. But the Titans score 20 points, 20 points, 9, 26, 12. So I'm on the under as well. Ravens 20 margin, 113 points, 6 to 4. How did you squeeze all of that in? No one understood that, I spoke very quickly. If you can slow down all these videos yeah. at half speed to understand what Ben's saying, that would be good. That's providing more buck for your bank for your buck. Good, very good. Uh, we should be talking about the bucks. Oh, oh goodness. Right, let's move <laughs> on to four, our fourth game. Sunday night football, played on Monday, as always. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. Ben, this is a barn burner. The, the Patriots are 3.5 favourites at home, um, but the Chiefs, you can never disrespect the Chiefs. What are you doing? You're going to back the Chiefs, aren't you? I am going to... No. I'm going to back the Chiefs at yeah. 3.5 points, 10 to 11. I fancy the Chiefs because, I, as I say, 
they could do anything and they don't seem to be scared of anybody. They've beaten the Packers, uh, they've beaten the Jags, nobody stands in this Kansas City way. No, the fans have straight out winners, eight to five on the road. They haven't lost the game yet. The Patriots are four to seven, uh, four to 17, sorry, at home. Um, I like the Chiefs in this as well. The Chiefs score points, they score 27 points every game minimum. Uh, let's go over 59 at 10 to 11. Yeah, I've I got think it's going to go big. I've got over 59 points as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end um, for Kansas City. He's been out playing Rob Gronkowski Ooh. this year. I mean, three touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski's one. I fancy him to score any time. Well. I, I, like I like Hill in this game. Come a few games about one. Okay. All right, take a breath, Ben, because yep. we're on to Monday night football. This is the last one. This isn't exciting, me. It's not exciting yet. Not this game. All right, well, let's get into it. The San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers, Tuesday morning, 1 a.m. on Sky Sports Action. Ben, why isn't it exciting yet? Uh, because the 49ers aren't actually exciting They're trash. Trash. I quite like CJ Beathard, though. He's kind of exciting. He just throws himself into things. It's like yeah. head first, literally. <laughs> uh, but the Packers, one to four at home. Big, big favourites. Can you look past them? Uh, no, I don't think you can. They're, I think they were 9.5 point favourites here. Um, and, and they're worth it. They, they are the only team in this game, San Francisco. It's just been such a troubled season for losing Jimmy Garoppolo and then losing Madrida. Um, it's just really disappointing. However, having said that, the, the sliver of hope for any San Francisco fan, uh, the Packers are struggling a little bit on wide receiver. Cobb, Allison and Adams have also had knocks yes. in recent times. Uh, but I still fancy the, uh, the Packers to win this one. If you did fancy an outrageous one, 49ers halftime, Green Bay Packers full times, 83 to 10. Oh no. Uh, 49ers dropped 28 for Cardinals, so Packers over 35.5, 3 to 1. I love that. There you go. That's it. I squeezed it at the end. You, you, I, I squeezed at the end. I took a lot there. You did, you did take a lot. I tried to take, take, take. Do you know what? I tried to convince myself that the 49ers might be bringing something, but I just don't I know. No, it's not worth it. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, there's been a knock on his game this season, but he can still get things done. Yeah. And, and you've disrespected the Packers' defence before. I have, and I still will. They're fifth. They're fifth in total defence this year. Okay. So they're, I think they're underappreciated. Packers all the way. Come at me when you win the NFC North, Packers. It's not going to happen. Wow. But yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, should we blow our own trumpet before we leave? Oh, yes, we should do. Uh, so if you've been uh, following any of our little pre-match previews which you've seen on social media, we, we tend to put out three different odds for, for our favourite games, just a bit like what we did there. Um, if you've been backing us every week, every bet with the, with the best price, um, if you put a tenner on each one, Ben, we'd be up. How much up? 85 quid. 85 quid. That's not bad, though. That's a night out, isn't it? Bad, no. Depends what? on where you are. Depends on where you are, yeah. We had a few big wins in there as well, I think. Yeah. It was 75 quid profit, I think, on uh, one of our half-time, full-time specials. Keep an eye out for those. Technically, though, that means we've had a few uh, losses. Well, don't tell them that. You no, know. you've got to tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> it's work out for those boys. It's true. So make sure you're checking out what we're doing on uh, on Twitter because uh, we like to put everything there. If you are backing uh, our our bets, then then let us know. NFL, NFL Talk UK and Odds Checker on Twitter. Make sure you include our hashtags in there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll be bringing you more and more stuff. I think over the next few weeks, especially when Jeff Jeff gets over here as well. We we hope to have him in studio. That'll be nice and fun. It's always nice to have him literally here yeah. to separate us because I get sick of you. Yeah, I'm surprised. Let's put Jeff in the middle then. It's all this stare with loving eyes. It's all this moustache business. I don't have to worry about that with Jeff. No, that's true. You should go as well. I 
can't. I wish I could. November? Uh, literally, it, it grows into like this this wispy thing. That it's just a mess. Okay, it's you'll do it. Producer Tom's doing it as well. We'll all get on it. <laughs> yeah, all right, sure. Great. Look forward to that one. Thank you very much, Ben. Good luck with your bet. Um, Thank you. Thank you to you as well. Good luck with your bet. Good luck with our bet. Absolutely. pounds turning a bit more. <laughs> we need to improve this outro, don't we? Because at the moment it's just us thanking each other. Yeah. Well, thank you for watching, uh, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Cheers.